Hi, my name is Dan. I'm here with G, and this is the Wrong Football NFL Podcast. What do we do now? Yeah, it all feels a bit uh, a bit strange now. We're, we're we're out of football. Football is done for what seven months before we can get to even even close to uh, to, to preseason. Well, hope hoping assuming we get a preseason. Um, yeah, how are you doing, G? Are you, uh, you are you over Sunday yet? Um, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about the game, and I'm actually looking forward in a few weeks to going back to it. I'm, I'm kind of trying to work out the order, the sequence of where I'm going to attack it, but I don't want to sort of pre-do yeah. our um, football coverage. But yeah, it was not yeah, the spectacle that we were hoping for, but it's, you know, credit to the NFL for getting through the season. Um, it's been very nice to talk to you once a week all through, and um, I guess we do this for a final time, take a little break, and then come back refreshed, ready for Absolutely. the off-season nonsense. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think you. I think you're right. It's, I think. I think the 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 big thing for me is, is you know they managed to get through a whole season in in COVID times at the moment without any without cancelling any matches. Um, they moved a few around, and they you know everything went sort of. The, well, we got to the Super Bowl on Super Bowl weekend, so they are the first credit um, to them. So, yeah, no, the first American sport to to not just just get a result, but play an entire season under COVID um, conditions. Um, yeah, bits have changed. It'll be interesting to see um, what might change in terms of practice going forward, given the current limitations. But um, yeah, a season was done. Um, not all <laughs> of us thought that we were going to get through it when we started. No, we all thought they no, would start. But, you know, really, considering the challenges, I, I, I'm pretty impressed. Absolutely. Well, let's have a, uh, a look at the news. And I think, this, the, I mean, you know, around this time, the news is always the kind of the, the NFL honours, really. Um, and uh, Saturday night saw the uh, the, the Hall of Famers uh, inducted, as well as obviously the uh, the usual uh, NFL honours given out. So the Hall of Famers, the uh, the the, the um, the main, I suppose, the, the the main ones to come out of it, uh, the big names, Peyton Manning. I think was for me was always going to get in first uh, first attempt. Um, I, Calvin. I mean, it I don't know how much you know the process, but basically one person presents each candidate yeah. and does a speech. Yeah. And I think uh, apparently the person who did Peyton Manning stood up and went, it's Peyton Manning, and sat down that and came surprise pretty me. much. That doesn't surprise me. you got uh, Calvin Megatron Johnson as well, obviously wide receiver for the Lions for about eight years. So he, uh, he, he, he um, I was a little bit, probably a bit, bit more surprised that he got in first time. I think he was so dominant when he was good. I mean, but also this is just a, a worrying pattern for the Lions franchise in like a era-defining player and yeah. not building successfully around him, or at least not as as much as as his talents would perhaps suggest you should. Yeah, the other uh, the other um, person who who got in at the first time of asking was uh, was Charles Woodson as well, um, cornerback safety for for the Raiders and obviously then most most notably the Packers. Um, he he's a. I mean, I think I I thoroughly think he deserves he deserves his place there. Yeah, I mean, he had a remarkable career and played yeah. a ridiculously long time across two defensive back positions at a position so reliant on athleticism and smarts that um you know it, it was yeah I he was a, again another fairly straightforward yes he gets in candidate. <laughs> um, I I was a little bit put out I think and I, I, we exchanged a few text messages on Sunday that, uh, that Zach Thomas didn't get in I really really 
I can't see why Zach Thomas didn't didn't get in. If I'm perfectly honest, with people like Brian Erlacher in, and this is a big call. This is a big call. Brian Erlacher. If you look at Brian Erlacher's stats against Zach Thomas's stats, why is Zach Thomas not in the in the in the Hall of Fame? How many not, Super Bowls did Zach Thomas play in? Well, yeah, okay. I mean, but, it's not. I, I'm being a little bit facetious there, but. Um, the Bears had some sort of like incredible defenses during that run, and you're right. Zach Thomas is a really good player, and given how he's got, how far he's got in his in his candidacy so far in terms of down to I think the final fifteen twice or fifteen and then ten, the yeah. history says that he's going to get in at some point. I'm just not sure he has the name recognition and the instant yes he's a Hall of Famer career to just waltz in on the on the first or second try mm. and waltz I mean all of these I mean the thing is that when you get by the time you get to any of these players all of them are incredible um, and it is sort of one of those difficult things particularly if you're not at a glamour position so you know it's one of those things where Charles Woodson had a huge big name but you know how many quarterbacks do we ha- yeah. have in and you know obviously there was no argument Peyton Manning and it's just it just takes time I mean at least he's not an offensive lineman or you know you could be the Bengals and yeah, we have point. one one sort of like full career Hall of Famer yeah well that's a, that's a good point I suppose um, was, there, was there anyone else in that uh, in that sort of Hall of Fame class that uh, that, that that sort of took your eye anyone anyone surprised you at all I don't think it did I mean uh, I think it's more I mean, it was nice to see um, Steelers guard get in because I'm, I'm kind of a fan for for, for, for for offensive line players so getting Alan Fanneker in was Fanneker, awesome yeah. but it, it's just kind of um, I don't know I, uh, we discussed this a fair bit and I'm sort of a fan of players but I don't feel I'm that invested in the Hall of Fame as a concept I, I yeah. kind of think it's like a cool museum and I think I quite like to go but <laughs> I don't feel like the searing debate passion it's not one of the things that gets me going because I like stats but I like telling them what they tell me about a game rather than necessarily stacking up players because I think it's sort of you have to be so wary of cross-era comparisons and Lord knows how you're going to do that with Brady seeing as he's played in about three and we'll get to yeah, him in a point. bit but yeah. um, but it, it sort of it feels like quite an American thing with all stars and career stats and who's the greatest and and the answer to I am the greatest is always Muhammad Ali despite what people have been saying about Brady recently <laughs> so uh, and I will stand by that and and argue that to the cows come home but um, it's just it's not how I like to watch my sport if that makes sense so it's not how I process yeah. it I guess would be a better yeah. way of putting it well then. Um- Looking, looking elsewhere at the at the honours, looking at the the sort of positional and the the, the players of the year, um, MVP was was Aaron Rodgers. I think that's fair, fairly well deserved. I would say. I mean, it's understandable. Yeah, it's I mean, but but at this point, it's like most valuable player who's a quarterback seems who's a quarterback. to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's all, Although, it in all fairness, is, a quarterback is one of the most premier positions in in any team. But yeah, it is it is just a bit yeah. at this point. Uh, rookie of the year and offensive rookie of the year was uh, Justin Herbert, the Chargers. Um, Chase Young from uh, from Washington was the uh, def- defensive rookie of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Not many surprises there, I wouldn't say. Um, offensive player of the year, Derek Henry. He did have a hell of a season. Yeah, he really did. Um, and then, uh, and then defensive player now, uh, now defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald of the, of the Rams, D lineman. Uh, third third year in the row, I think that he's been defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Give it to Xavier. Give it to Xavier Howard. Did you not see Xavier Howard? <laughs> well, in all honesty, without wishing to sound mean, I'm not sure that people did. And it's also, 
Um, you've got the name recognition, you've got playing in LA. I mean, he is a phenomenal player. It's not like he's not deserving. But it's it's when you see the second sack numbers of disruption he causes in the middle of the line and you compare it to trying to follow his coverage of the number of interceptions he got, it's um, everybody knew the Dolphins' defense was really good and that they built like a, a really good young secondary. But I'm not sure everybody knew the names. I mean, they did in the voting yeah. and stuff, but you, you know what I mean? It feels like some of that plays into these awards. Yeah, and then then uh, we had uh, Kevin Stefanski from the uh, from the Browns. The Browns' head coach was uh, was coach of the year as well, which is uh, yeah. It's which fair, given uh, given the franchise history of of not winning, I, I can completely yeah. understand that you, you in your first season with you know COVID, so you didn't even get a proper off season. You not only took the Browns to the playoffs, but you won a game. I, I can I can totally yeah. see that as as as, as an award. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's kind of the uh, and and the Walter Payton man, man of the year was was Russell Wilson as well. So uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's that that was the that was the the majority of the honours. It's uh, yeah, something obviously every year it happens every year. It's it's a uh, a bit of a talking point, but like you say, it's uh, it's it's very it's very kind of slap on the back type uh, type event, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know if I'm doing sports fandom wrong. If you see what I mean, because I'm <laughs> yeah, interested mean, in protest, process, and tactics, and I love stats, and I I love advanced stats as well. But it's kind of like I've never been like the argumentative. I, I like to talk about plays and things I've seen, and there'll be some of that coming up uh, when we yeah. talk Super Bowl. But um, it, it's kind of that cross era stuff. It, it feels to me like an American thing. I don't know that we do it as much here because we talk about great players. And you have yeah. your pantheon of, of, you know, your George Best and your Pele and, and Maradona. And you know, there's some of it, but it doesn't seem to be as involved and such a key part of discussions over here, I feel. Mm. No, you're right. And it's you're particularly right. weird in the NFL when it's such a team sport. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And before we move on, the uh, there was a sad news yesterday that uh, Marty Schottenheimer uh, died. Uh, legendary, uh, legendary coach, uh, Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of... I saw one headline that was kind of horrible because um, it was sort of like the headline of him dying was like uh, his team's always underperformed. And I kind of felt a little bit sorry for him because this is a man with like a career winning percentage of 61%. So, you know, he was a very good coach who couldn't quite get it to happen in the playoffs for him. Uh, And I feel particularly with those sort of early to mid 2000 teams that he really felt it was going to come come there but um yeah what a horrible thing for what a horrible thing for someone to say when when someone dies oh yeah yeah it just seemed really it seemed performed, when there was so much success and you know this is a man who won 200 games of football as a yeah, coach it, yeah. it, it, you know it, it's it's an incredible career and it sort of goes back to a little bit what we we're just discussing there which is it's really hard to get to any super bowls yet alone one those kind yeah. of i feel like we often don't give those some of those, those accumulation of stats just that sheer number of games won over over sort of like a 21 year period as a head coach quite the attention it deserves and that's not to say that there shouldn't be a line about if they lacked playoff success and you know I was certainly I don't think I was mean but I was aware of it for Marvin Lewis and basically I really as much as anything I wanted him to get that 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 sorry sort of stick that people beat him with I just wanted him to get rid of it because he'd done so much good for the Bengals but yeah, yeah to have that as sort of like the strap line for, for an obituary did seem very tough mm. right shall we uh, move on and talk about the uh, the Super Bowl yeah are you okay I mean do we need to do anything in particular to talk about another Tom Brady win uh, we'll, I mean I hope we'll... I'm not 
spoiling it because you know I'm assuming people have seen the result by now yeah I mean I think they probably will have I think they probably will have it was uh, I'm going to spoil it then if you haven't spoiler alert guys it was 31 points to 9 uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um it wasn't a classic like you like you said G it was it was I think every every year for the past few years that I've watched it, I've gone wow that was probably the best Super Bowl I've ever watched and I think there's a lot of recency bias in that However, this year I yeah didn't quite have that uh, that that. There um, has that been some really close games and some remarkable finishes and sort of I'm sorry to to mention Brady again, but one of the one that leaps to mind because they were talking about it was that turnaround against the Falcons, which was Falcons, sort yeah. of yeah, and sort of uh, didn't he throw like 500 yards losing against the Eagles, something uh, like the, that. But this one. I'm sort of kicking myself. I saw it in the range of options, but I just had too much faith, I guess, in um, Andy Reid and um, Patrick Mahomes' ability to um, operate without the offensive line. And I'm not sure... It didn't. It wasn't the game I was expecting, but I'm still really excited about looking at the coaching tape, if that makes sense. But it's yeah. a coaching tape that will be incredibly one-sided because despite all the headlines being about Brady and his numbers were not stellar because they didn't need to be because they had the game well in control I think what won this game was just a masterful um, game plan which just worked perfectly for the, for the, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defence Yeah it certainly did I mean getting the uh, the, the sort of it was. I mean, it's always it's always a relatively cagey start. I think whenever yeah. in a Super Bowl, it's always a, a cagey start. But I think I think really getting that first, getting the first uh, the, the first sort of touchdown really really gave gave the books. I think that kick that they needed to to really kick on for the for the rest of the game. I mean, do we blame Jim Nance for bringing up the fact that Brady had never scored a touchdown in the opening he, uh, opening he quarter? He did mention that. Yeah, he, I, I noticed. That, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no. I mean, it happened, and yeah, Gronk uh, Gronk put them put the books ahead. Uh, I think it was seven three at that point. Cause I think the yeah, I think there was a, there was a Kansas uh, Kansas kick just before that. Um, but it's uh, it, it certainly piled the pressure on early onto the onto the Chiefs, and yeah, and, and I think from that point, certainly in the second quarter, the books kind of started taking control, didn't they? I mean, it started tense and edgy, but. Almost right from the beginning, it felt like, uh-oh, the the, um, the Chiefs could be in trouble here because they could just... Too many moves. And, and, and they were talking about, like, three moves because they moved one player to left tackle from... You know, they're flip-flopping people across the lines because of, of yet another injury. I think they just moved so many people around. And then Todd Bowles broke his a lot of his tendencies. But i wonder if this game would have run worked out this way if they hadn't played it to each other earlier in the season because suddenly he's playing a two deep shell and rushing with four rather than blitzing and the chiefs didn't seem to have the right answers um to counteract what was going on with their line and i mean patrick yeah. mahomes made some truly remarkable plays that if any yeah. other quarterback would fail, yeah. you know, attempt might even hurt themselves and sort of got it to catchable positions. I mean, there was one where he threw like Superman, avoiding the yeah. rush, was, going down. He, sort of, he, yeah, on his side. Yeah, threw the ball 30 yards on target and the player dropped it. Now, I'm not saying it was easy, but I've, I'm wary of both. The lionization of Brady, but I don't want to take too much 
away from him over and we can talk about a little bit than that but also i don't feel like mahomes let anybody down this this weekend no, no I, don't think I think i think i think mahomes was let down perhaps by his line but i don't think mahomes let anybody down but they had to make so many changes that I'm not. I don't yeah. think you can blame the players who got signed and put in that position when they weren't expected or weren't even on the roster at the beginning of the season. I feel like there wasn't enough emphasis on running the game. And you know, I'm not a big established run person. In fact, I was slightly worried about the um, Bucks' plan for that. And boy, was I wrong because they played it past. But you need to be effective enough to make play action. Um, tempting I think and I think you need to be competent when you do it and I think that the Chiefs just weren't competent enough to do it when it really mattered and it's interesting because if you look yeah. at the um, sort of some of the rushing figures um, there are bits and pieces that are okay but it was all to the edge and I'm just thinking with the speed of a Tampa Bay defence at linebacker why are you trying to um, run to the edge when you've got a too deep safety look when what you really want to be doing is running some form of power between the tackles. And I'm not saying do you have to go two yards of dust and just run into 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 the line, but just the right having that right tool option. And it, it was fairly clear early on that the passing game, that the Bucks were so centred on Kelsey and um, Tyreek Hill that you know they had to be other options and screens. But I think it just all came down to the line not holding together. I am really interested to look at the coaching tape and particularly with some of the stunts that were, and the pass rush that they were getting before. And um, you know I've heard people already argue that Shaq Barrett should have been the person who got the MVP, not not Brady. But mm. I guess as much as you're probably not going to want to do this, we're going to have to talk about Tom Brady and his legacy for a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's talk about Tom Brady now. Then I mean, he's he um, obviously was MVP, got the MVP uh, for the, for this game. Um, it's his seventh ring. He now has more Super Bowls than any individual team, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I mean, as much as I, I don't like him as a person, I, you know, he's a he's a hell of a he's a hell of a player, isn't he? He he is, and the remarkable thing is that he's forty three, and he's and he done this like, in his. It, he looked like he could probably go for another three, four seasons off the back of this. Yeah, but he's done it in his first season at a new franchise with you know a completely new team and in the middle of COVID and no training camp. I mean, it it, it really is a, a remarkable job. No, he's not the player that he was maybe four, five, six years ago, but what he it, it's the belief he brought it brought with him, and I feel like that is fair to say. But I also think he walked into a really good situation with really good coaches. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. And the team adapted to him as well. And I think that took, you know, he picked the right location for him to go. But I think that, you know, we shouldn't take away from Bruce Arians, who made a big thing talking about um, the fact that he was going to come back. Or, you know, he was happy retired. So he was only going to come back for the right situation. And honestly, part of the right situation for him was having Todd Bowles coordinate his um uh, defense, defense, but also Byron Leftwich. I nearly went mad there. Don't worry, ignore me. <laughs> but uh, uh, but having the important thing to him was to having Byron Leftwich call plays. And apparently, very yeah. early on in like the first season when working together, he was in the offensive I- I- I meeting room and realized he didn't need to be there. And suddenly, the, pl- the, the coach who always said that he would never give up play calling because that's why he did the game was happy to be the CEO type coach. And it sort of worked through the year as they worked out each other and it was a different scheme to what um arians sort of has traditionally played but when you've got someone with like brady who comes in with that aura 
and he's put them over the top. But we shouldn't take away from the defense, you know, the skills players. He brought um, Gronk with him, and m- my word, can that man still block? Um, you yeah, know, caught yeah. two touchdowns and, and reminded everybody that, yes, I am a Hall of Fame candidate um, tight end. But the pair of receivers and then Antonio Brown just thrown in for good measure. I mean, it was. And Leonard Fournette as well, who, having had when we're talking about game plans and running styles seems to have been used the right amount by the Buccaneers and has been remarkably effective no he's probably not worth the pick he was in the draft but that's not his fault and he contributed very much to um, the Bucks run late in the year and to their Super Bowl win there's a lot of a lot of second chance players there aren't there within that within that team a lot, yes a lot of players seem to be getting kind of Bruce Arians seems to have given them that, that, that second lease on life it's also it's a little bit Patriots like as well because it's it's getting the right veterans from the right situations who are bought in and prepared and know what they're doing yeah. you know that's yeah. very much when it was going well for the Patriots and they've been struggling with this recently but it's very much that model of a mixture of players we've developed and you know you've got a linebacker who's played remarkable remarkable for nearly a decade in full Buccaneers and you know gets to win, win the Super Bowl but it's Brady's come in and brought in some of that belief and some of that um, chatter. And I, I don't want to put too much onto it, but there must be something to it because the man has won seven rings and has now done it without Bill Belichick. I always hate the lineup between this whole thing of was it Brady, was it Belichick? The answer was it was both. And both I wouldn't them, be surprised yeah. if Belichick, if, if he wants to keep coaching, brings good and comes again. But I, I think it's an absurd reduction for two people, one who's in charge of the whole team, and it's the ultimate team sport with 50 players, we give too much credit to quarterbacks when they win and too much um, sort of like blame when they lose. But you only have to look at the fact that he has like double the wins in the playoffs of, of you know an all-time great like Joe Montana. You know, you look at his his playoff statistics and it's just ridiculous compared to anybody mm. else, topped yeah. off by the fact that he has more rings than any franchise. Yep, agreed. Well, that's it. That's it. Well, the other, the other big talking point was the 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 the, co- the sorry the, the coaching the uh, the refereeing. Um, there was a lot of of fouls being pulled back in in this game. I think a hell of a lot of them were against Kansas. I I think it was there was a there was a bit. Of, I think people on Twitter, certainly at half time, were saying were kind of half were saying you know the refs are just doing their jobs. They're doing they're doing the right thing, but probably maybe just over half seems to be saying you know. I think I think they're calling it too tightly, and they're, they're they're maybe killing this game off. Yeah, I mean, it, they had like ninety-five yards of penalties called against the Chiefs in the first half, compared to one for Tampa. It finished eleven for one hundred and twenty versus four for thirty-nine. Um, there was an element, and some of them were ticky-tacky, and it just felt a bit much. But I think it's an oversimplification, or I don't think that's the reason they lost. The reason they lost was twofold. It was that the the offensive line didn't allow the allow the Chiefs' offense to fire. And the Chiefs' defense was kind of built around a specific thing. They're not great overall. What they're good at is playing with a lead and generating turnovers. But yeah. when... But with with this scoreboard pressure and having to play a team who were running the ball, play action, screens, and being methodical, they weren't the kind of team who could compensate for their offense having an off night. No, no, they weren't. They weren't. Patrick Mahomes is now is now going off for for a, for a few weeks in this off season to, uh, to 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 get some surgery on his turf toe. Um, yeah. Do you think Do you think that slowed him down much? Do you think that had much impact on his on his game um, on Sunday? I think. 
he wasn't limping that much, but he was it he was moving like less well in the second half than the first half. Um, I think, to be honest, it's just all the more remarkable what he was able to do. I mean, he scrambled for something like a ridiculous number of yards before passing the ball. It was some kind yeah. of advanced stat, stat record. Um, I think, honestly, the Chiefs are going to go away, lick their wounds. I think Andy Reid has some some thinking to do about his game plan, um, and I'm sure him, him and Eric Bieniemy will be working hard at it very soon, if not already knowing Andy Reid. But... Um, I think that in the off-season, um, they've got to do something about their offensive line. Um, they'll get a couple of players back from injury. You know, obviously, uh, they lost a player because he was um, working in a medical facility because he fought in the middle of COVID. That's yeah. what he should be doing yeah. rather than playing football. And, Fair you know, they you. have the draft. Yeah. So I suspect there will be some remediation work, work there and it'll affect his off-season. But I, I'm not expecting there to be anything other than Patrick Mahomes um, looking awfully good next season and I, yeah. I guess we found out that he is in fact mortal it appears that way it appears that way and, and yeah so the, the game the game itself ended 31-9 it was the, the other sort of I suppose did you what, what do you think of the what do you think of half time what do you think of, of, of the weekend um I thought it was just it, it didn't grab me I'll be honest there, no? there's the one song with the big hooks that we discussed yeah. when I said there are no hit hooks and you went well what about this that's a hell of a hook like, yeah. yes but that's the one but I'm sitting there I'm going to sound like such an old man if I start banging on about melody but it just didn't grab <laughs> me and you know I like that he put you know he had that much confidence and he put you know he really wanted to put on the show so he invested a lot of his own money in, in pulling it off and, and, and all yeah, that se- stuff seven just, million dollars apparently yeah it just it, I'll be honest it just didn't grab me no I quite liked it I must say it's, it was um, I mean his, his music's not really not generally my thing but I, I recognised a lot more than I thought I was going to and actually I thought it was thought it was pretty good he definitely put on a show was not by any any stretch of the imagination one of the worst I've seen I, I, yeah I thought it was alright personally yeah no I mean that's the thing is I'm not going oh my good grief what did I just watch because you know I think the ultimate for that still has to be the Black Eyed Peas doesn't it but um yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it does I think it does. But um, it sort of, um, it, it, it just, it, it didn't move me enough either way either. I certainly didn't hate it. It was perfectly competent. It just didn't grab me. It's, you know, each to their own, as we say. It's always always one that's uh, it's it's a big game for uh, for betting. So uh, the uh, if, if people had bets on the national anthem was uh, two minutes and sixteen seconds, uh, so that would have been over the over on the over under. Uh, and the Gatorade bath was blue, so uh, seven to one on that was that was on on Skybet. It's it's kind of Kicking weird where you get all these different <laughs> props that crop up out of nowhere. I know, I know, and it's, it, it it makes makes me chuckle. And I'm, I'm always looking through the uh, through the list of, of what they were what they were offering. But it is time. firmly it is so firmly entrenched into how the Super Bowl is talked about, isn't it? Yes, Even it's... before they decided that betting was okay. Even you know there's been talk about this for a few years before they started to to move towards it being legal in the US and I'm, I'm, yeah it's not like we have this in the FA Cup it's it's odd yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah no you're right you're right um and and uh, the final point is uh, even though uh, the, the the books absolutely stormed this one it didn't stop NFL UK shop um and in their incompetence sending out an email with uh, with people wearing Kansas City champions apparel uh, did you see, did you, did you I see mean, that? I, I think I, I did see it briefly on Twitter, and it's one of those things where, where <laughs> the problem is you have to have two emails set. Are both ready, yeah, yeah. 
ready to go depending on who the winner is but you would have thought that you want somebody with a very steady hand who double checks before they click send yeah i mean i mean you might perhaps want to have uh, to have a minute delay on your on your outbox or something on that uh, on that one just want uh... to double check that one but yes oops <laughs> But yeah, wrapping up. I mean, that was it. Was a it, like you say, it was it was not a classic, but you know, it was a Super Bowl, and we all I, had fun. I am very we, interested to look at. In all seriousness, I am very interested to look at that Todd Bowles game plan and just look at that. And you know, when I'm not suffering the disappointment because I thought this could be <laughs> a, a fantastic game because I was so excited to see Patrick Mahomes at full powers versus versus Todd Bowles and that defence, you know. Um, I, I may well watch it again just to marvel at some of the stuff that, that Mahomes, you know, even attempted in this game. It was pretty special. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I plan to be spending a lot of the off-season, I think, watching coaching tape this year as it's just proving too difficult to get it done through this evening, evening? Um, season. So I'm trying to work out if I'm going to start the Super Bowl and work my way back or sort of do the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks and then start from week one and work my way back. We shall see. But, you know, well, things might be way. happening a bit more in the off-season this year. Exactly. Either way, keep your eyes uh, on thewrongfootball.com for uh, for more from yes, the mind of you, G. You, you remember when I used to have time to write? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dan, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and I think everyone out there ought to know about your podcast, The Wrong Football on iTunes. Okay, so for the final time, then let's have a uh, let's do a bit of trivia. G has again been uh, had a had a very busy week. Unfortunately, he hasn't had a chance to uh, to pull any trivia out. But luckily, I've done two. So uh, I'm going to. Uh, I've got two questions for uh, for you, G. Mm-hmm. Firstly, um, quite rightly, we we celebrate the Super Bowl winners um, for years after they take home the trophy, but often the losers get forgotten. Um, can you name the two teams who have lost five Super Bowls and the two teams who have lost four Super Bowls? Oh, good grief! I can name one that's definitely one of those two because they famously lost four in a row. So that's the Buffalo Bills. Correct. Yeah, they they have lost. They did. That's that's all they've done. They've lost four. So we're looking for lost five. Two okay. lost five to one lost four. Right. So I believe. Yeah, I believe that the New England Patriots have lost five. They have. Because I could do the maths on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am going to go. Four. I'm trying to think. No, did they get to that many? Or am I overthinking it? Right. Okay. I'm sure this is wrong, but I just want to say the Pittsburgh Steelers because they've been there a few times, and I know they won a bunch. You are wrong. Um, So I'll I'll put you out of your misery uh, before we move on to the next one. So the two teams with five losses are the Denver Broncos, who are three and five. And the New England mm. Patriots six and five, uh, yep. and the two teams, the two teams who have lost four are both zero and four. One is the Buffalo Bills, and the other is the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, I should know that. <laughs> oh yeah, they had the amazing um, what was it, the big purple people eaters or whatever they were called, Correct. amazing yes. defense, yeah, and yeah. couldn't just couldn't get that win. That's right. That's right. Um, second uh, second question then, and, and we're going to have to r- run through these ones because there's a lot of answers. 28 okay. of the 32 teams, I'm not asking you for 28 teams, don't worry. 28 <laughs> of the 32 teams in the league uh, at the moment have been to a Super Bowl uh, in, in either their current or, or previous forms. Mm-hmm. Um, how many of the of the 12 teams with above a .500 record, that's above .500, not including .500, 
mm-hmm. uh, in the big game can you name oh good grief so you there's want there's going to be some obvious ones come on rattle through some obvious R- ones right okay so so you're thinking of people like the 49ers uh, correct they uh, a point, what, 0.714 Steelers uh, Steelers 6 and 2 0.750 um, Patriots uh, yes, just uh, six and five. They're point five four five. Have I said forty niners? You said those. Though the first ones you said. Of course, that would make sense. So, um, I want to say dolphins. Uh, the dolphins are not in in this list. No, they are point four hundred at two and three. Oh, that's right. Hmm. Broncos are no good. Um, Ravens. Uh, Ravens are, are a two and zero. That's so they, they were yes, one of the ones are, I remember looking at Super Bowl record. I, I I remember doing some research when we were doing teams versus Brady, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm struggling to pull all of that back from my brain now because there's a couple who've been to one and one one. Oh, Washington, the Washington football team. They are three and two point six hundred. How many more do I need? Because I'm running out yeah. of brain cells. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven left. Seven left? Okay. I've got to be able to get so some again. think of... Uh, Cowboys. Uh, uh, Cowboys, five and three, point sixty-five, yeah. Uh, Colts? Uh, no, Colts were point five hundred. They're two and two. Ah. Um, ba, 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 ba. Raiders? Uh, three and two point six hundred. You're close now. You've got five left. Three of the five teams. You've got three teams that have never been beaten, and two teams that are four and one. Uh, why am I not just looking at the list of all the teams? <laughs> who might be? Who might be four and one? Come on, I feel like these are the these are the ones you might get. Otherwise, I'm going to put you out of your misery, and you're going to kick yourself. The Rams have a good record, if memory serves. Uh, the Rams are not on this list. No, Packers. they are one and three. Packers, yep, four and one, point eight hundred. New York Giants, point eight hundred, four and one. Right, three more undefeated teams in the Super Bowl. Three more undefeated teams in the Super You're Bowl. Absolutely, kick yourself. Have I said the Steelers? Yep. The Bengals have gone twice and lost. Correct. No, I'm blanking completely. Go on. Because right. I'm just... So, one is the Jets. Played 1-1-1. One, one, one. Yes. One is the Saints. Played 1-1-1. One, one, one. Shouldn't we... Don't, at some point, do the Jets not get to keep hold of that win? It's uh, like, how many losing seasons and... and... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, it's Super Bowl, what, Super Bowl 3, 1968. Oh, the Browns. No. Or does that not count because it was in the 50s and pre the Super Bowl era? That's, yeah, that's pre. That's pre. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they they uh, not as not as been. You're gonna absolutely kick yourself. But the, the very last one, mm-hmm. they won it on Sunday. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers two and zero. Oh, of course, yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Because Warren Sapp was amazing in the previous one. Yes, that's it. There we go. So that's uh, that's Warren Sapp. Lot, by the, the way, was amazing. Just, just for just just I want to say that because you know how much I love. Just for the record, you know how much I lo- love a good pass rushing um, free technique <laughs> defensive tackle. <laughs> Warren yes, Sapp was yeah. amazing. Well, there we go. There you go. 
that's it. That's it for a year uh, for trivia this year. I can rest my poor weary brain for a few so weeks. So can I. Yeah. So can possibly I. Possibly even a few months, <laughs> and hope f- hope to find new green shoots of deviousness to um, tackle you with next season. There should be. Yeah, there'll, there'll definitely be some there. <laughs> well, that's it for another season. It's been a uh, season of ups and downs, both for the uh, NFL and for us personally. I want to uh, thank each and every one of you for uh, tuning in to our uh, our return season, and I want to uh, again dedicate this season's episode to my dad, uh, who loved contributing to our uh, our little project so much. Um, I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard this season. If you have, be sure to give us a rating, a review, and subscribe to us through whatever medium you procure your podcasts. Uh, we're going to take a well earned break, as uh, G mentioned earlier for a little bit now but uh, we will be back uh, for some specials uh, in the off season uh, and subscribing now is going to obviously make sure that uh, you get hold of them as soon as they are released if you've got something to say or you want to uh, get in touch I'm at Dan on Twitter and G is at WrongFootball and in the meantime keep your eyes glued to the wrongfootball.com for more from G in the off season thanks again for listening and we'll see you again very soon thanks everyone bye bye, bye.